Melbourne Magazine, June-July 2018, Your City of Melbourne Magazine. This audio magazine has been recorded by Vision Australia on behalf of the City of Melbourne in the interests of information accessibility. Your narrator is David Trudinick. The recording lasts for approximately one hour and 15 minutes overall. Here's what's inside. Lord Mayor's message. Have your say on heritage. Engineering, a year in numbers. Your say. Urban play reimagined. Grey to green update. Big dig breaks ground. Discover Aboriginal Melbourne. Connect respect. New faces at the market. Events calendar. Art on the wild side. Child's eye view. Mission boosts local economy. Winter sparkles in Docklands. The women who shaped Melbourne. Happy birthday, Amina. Beyond the bookshelf? We protest at City Gallery. In brief, your council, council meetings, Lord Mayor's commendations, contact, closing announcement. On the cover, Ravit Kahalani will perform with his musical group Yemen Blues during Melbourne International Jazz Festival. Lord Mayor's message. From Sally Cap. I am humbled and grateful to have received the support of Melburnians, who have elected me as the next Lord Mayor of our wonderful city. I said all through this campaign that I stood for purpose and people, not politics. That is the reason I put my hand up. I have for some time felt a calling to give back to the city that has given me so much, and I am now relishing the prospect of being able to do just that. The City of Melbourne is the engine of the Victorian economy, powering its prosperity and growth. Around a quarter of the wealth generated in the state is produced within the 36 square kilometres that the municipality occupies. It's a serious job which requires passion and commitment. I intend to use all my skill and experience to deliver for the city. I campaigned on a promise to be a Lord Mayor for all of Melbourne not specific interest groups, and I intend to keep that promise. I will start day one in the job without obligation to any political party or lobby group. My only obligation is to good outcomes for Melbourne and Melburnians. The hard work starts now. I'm committed to building on the two pillars of community and prosperity, with a plan for an even better Melbourne. Once again, I'd like to thank the people of Melbourne for their support. I'm looking forward to repaying their confidence in me, delivering on my commitment to provide the city with the new leadership Melbourne deserves. Lord Mayor Sally Cap. To learn more about the Lord Mayor, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au. An accompanying photograph shows Lord Mayor Sally Cap in Hosier Lane. The City of Melbourne respectfully acknowledges the traditional owners of the land, the Boonwarrung and Wariwarrung. Wurundjeri peoples of the Kulin Nation, and pays respect to their elders, past and present. For the Kulin Nation, Melbourne has always been an important meeting place for events of social, educational, sporting and cultural significance. Today we are proud to say that Melbourne is a significant gathering place for all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Have your say on heritage. Heritage is about more than history lessons and old buildings. 
It's about our sense of place as a community, our traditions, culture, memories, and the ways parts of our city make us feel. The State Library Forecourt, for example, has become a significant site over many years as a place for peace rallies, arts events, and the recent celebration of marriage equality. RMIT University also holds special significance for many, not only for its academic value, but for its genesis as a working man's college, backed by donations to bring education to ordinary people. As part of the Hoddle Grid Heritage Review, you can help us understand which parts of our central city are important to you. Your feedback will help us understand the ever-evolving cultural landscape of our central city and build a rich evidence base to guide urban growth and conservation. To have your say and find out about our upcoming heritage walking tours, visit us online. For more information, visit participate.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash hoddle grid heritage. An accompanying photograph shows a light show in the historic State Library forecourt, delighting crowds at white night. Photo credit, James Braund. Engineering. A year in numbers. We are busy with waste, traffic, infrastructure and special projects year-round to keep Melbourne running smoothly. Here are a few fast facts about work completed so far this financial year. 52,070 square metres of footpaths reconstructed, 4,277 energy-efficient LED streetlights installed, 37,000 tonnes of garbage and 9,500 tonnes of recycling collected, 500 bike hoops installed, four intersections remodelled to enhance pedestrian safety, 7,741 apartments participated in the high-rise recycling program, 4,323 graffiti removal jobs. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au. Your Say Letter of the Month A quick message to complement the excellent initiative to provide governance training to strata residents. It is admirable that assistance is being provided to residents and owners so that we can improve our knowledge and be better able to manage the many issues relating to apartment living. This session was a very tangible benefit for those of us living in the municipality. Susie Share your thoughts with us at melbournemag at melbourne.vic.gov.au How do I avoid parking tickets when I drive to the city? Many people don't realise that you can't simply refill a metre when your parking runs out, or that different parking rules apply on public holidays in some places. Brush up on commonly misunderstood parking rules online melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash parking Tweets at City of Melbourne From Oz Asia Science In Osaka City, City of Melbourne and Osaka City Council signed a sister street agreement between Swanston Street and Midosuchi Street, the main street of central Osaka, and cemented their 40-year sister city relationship at a celebration dinner at Osaka Castle. Hashtag MelbMission at Ben Rimmer 2010. Also from Oz Asia Science, 
Melbourne health startups demonstrated to Osaka University Medical School and Osaka Innovation Hub that City of Melbourne is rich in medtech, innovation, and IP. Some highlights: music to reduce anxiety, safe anaesthesia, smart task management for hospitals. Hashtag Melb Mission at Osaka underscore UNIV underscore E at OIH underscore Osaka. Read more about our business mission in the article "Mission Boosts Local Economy." From Carlton Dojo. At Carlton Dojo last term one session, we showcased our new City of Melbourne grant equipment. Thanks to Royal Society Vic and Melbourne Library for their help, support, and attending our event. Also, special thanks to Ozpost for sponsoring our Ninjas new T-shirts. Hashtags, be cool. Thanks. At Carlton Dojo, City of Melbourne, Royal Society Vic, Ozpost. From Trig, really exciting to see City of Melbourne proposing a massive program of pedestrianisation that would see speed limits as low as ten kilometres per hour, super blocks to divert away traffic. And more key areas closed to vehicles completely. #MelbourneWalkingCities. Instagram. The print edition of Melbourne Magazine shows a selection of recent images. From Adventurers, a nighttime long exposure of the lights of one of the pedestrian bridges in Southbank reflected in the river. From Belaita Scolaris, a skyscraper. The colours enhanced to appear bright yellow and blue. From Best Mel Hotels, a shot taken through an upper story window of the historic building facade across the street. From D T McKnight Lee, a ship harboured in Docklands. From Shutter Crosshair, a distant shot of the Shrine of Remembrance. From Lucas Sebstagrams, colourful cafe signage crowded into one of Melbourne's alleyways. From Deutscher in Melbourne, a cathedral shot against the sky, palm trees framing it from either side. From Luke's photography, Melbs, the city skyline lit up at night, reflected in the water across the bay. Share your Melbourne moments on Instagram with the hashtag #MelbMoment. Connect with us: facebook.com/cityofmelbourne, twitter.com/cityofmelbourne. Instagram.com forward slash City of Melbourne. New annual plan and budget. Thank you to those of you who have provided your feedback on Council's plans for this financial year. The draft annual plan and budget describes what the City of Melbourne will deliver in 2018 to 2019 towards the goals of the Council Plan 2017 to 2021. All submissions will be considered at a special Future Melbourne Committee meeting, and Council will adopt the final annual plan and budget at the end of June. Visit Melbourne Magazine online to learn more. Magazine.melbourne.vic.gov.au. Urban play reimagined. See the site of Victoria's first playground transform into a contemporary children's paradise when we start to deliver the Lincoln Square concept plan later this year.
Deputy Lord Mayor Aaron Wood said the project will create a green oasis, including 3,000 square metres of new open space and a treehouse-inspired playground. We are returning Lincoln Square to its glory days as a pivotal location for Melburnians, the Deputy Lord Mayor said. It was our very first playground for children, and I hope that it will again claim its premier position as we retain the 150-year-old Moreton Bay fig trees, expand the children's playground, and integrate high-tech features such as stormwater tanks, solar lighting, Wi-Fi, and USB phone charging ports. The new playground will be woven among the majestic Moreton Bay fig trees. It will be tactile, immersive and engaging, and importantly, it has been designed for kids of all ages and abilities. It's about imagination. From snugglepot and cuddlepie-inspired play spaces for toddlers set among the tree's giant buttress roots, to adventure course climbing up into the tree canopies for older children, Lincoln Square will host Melbourne's most majestic treehouse. From pocket parks to our award-winning nature playground at Royal Park, there are play spaces of all spaces and sizes to explore around the municipality. We design these spaces in collaboration with expert teams, including local children, arborists, play experts and health professionals. Dr Barbara Chancellor from Play Australia said that safe, accessible and interesting places for children to play are invaluable amid our increasingly sedentary, screen-focused lives. When children play, they engage in physical, social and emotional risk-taking, and this is how they learn about themselves and the world around them, Barbara said. They test their limits, challenge themselves, problem-solve, and this leads to resilience-building. And playgrounds aren't the only places where children play. Little pockets are dotted around the city that inspire children to skip, hop, climb, dance and gather in playful encounters. View the concept plans for Lincoln Square online. You'll say. We've got some great play spaces in our area, such as Royal Park. I find it fascinating to watch the evolution of playgrounds with the incorporation of more natural materials and more wild space. Now that my son is six, he is more interested in climbing and jumping than using traditional playgrounds. Farida. I love jumping, climbing and playing tag. My dream playground would have big stones to climb on and lots of trees. Ollie. An accompanying photograph shows Farida and Ollie enjoying exploring local play spaces. There's also a sketch of the new playground design. For more information, visit participate.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Lincoln Square. Greater Green Update See local streetscapes reimagined over the coming months as several major projects begin including the transformation of Southbank Boulevard and Dodd Street. The work in Southbank will result in two and a half hectares of open space in our most densely populated suburb, prioritising pedestrians, cyclists and public transport. Construction works for the first stage of the University Square Master Plan have also commenced. This long-term project will increase parkland, 
restore a failing landscape and create a new open space hub for local residents. Councillor Cathy Oak, Chair of the Environment Portfolio, said the Great Green Projects are part of an ambitious program of works to help maintain a balance between open space and amenity as our city grows. Over the past 30 years, we have converted 80 hectares of underused asphalt and other infrastructure into expanded pedestrian footpaths and public open space. This process is ongoing, Councillor Oak said. Whether it's sustainable landscapes, bluestone paving, street furniture, art, new trees or water management, this carefully planned, long-term incremental change creates new places for people to live, work and play. Greater green projects come in all shapes and sizes, with special projects underway in numerous locations. Boyd Park in Southbank, Hawke and Adderley Park in West Melbourne, Gardner Reserve in North Melbourne and beyond. To learn about all these projects and more, visit us online. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash city projects. Big Dig Breaks Ground Victoria's largest archaeological dig is underway over several sites in the central city, promising to reveal forgotten stories of Melbourne. This rare opportunity for investigation is possible due to the construction of the Metro Tunnel's new Town Hall and State Library underground stations. Before the sites are excavated, a massive archaeological investigation will be undertaken to recover any structural remains and artefacts of historical and archaeological significance. Jeremy Smith, principal archaeologist from Heritage Victoria, said the dig is likely to uncover a large collection of artefacts dating back more than 180 years. Due to the scale of the investigations, this is an excellent opportunity to uncover objects and remains of structures that date back to the earliest stages of Melbourne's urban settlement and growth, Jeremy said. This will greatly enhance our understanding of how Melbourne was settled and will provide new insights into the lives of 19th century Melburnians. Expert teams will spend up to 14 weeks at each of the 10 sites, which have a rich history of retail, business, light industry and residential uses. Significant artefacts will be preserved for future generations. Stay tuned to Metro Tunnel's social media channels for behind-the-scenes photos, information about finds and interviews with archaeologists. For more information, visit metrotunnel.vic.gov.au. An accompanying photo shows archaeologists at work. Discover Aboriginal Melbourne Celebrate the spirit and stories of the Kulin Nation during NAIDOC Week in July. With its origins in the first Aboriginal protests against Australia Day in the 1920s and 30s, NAIDOC Week is today a celebration of Aboriginal culture, resilience and achievements. This year's NAIDOC Week theme, Because of Her, We Can, celebrates the invaluable contributions Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander women have made and continue to make to our communities and to our nation. Yorta Yorta Elder Artie Pam Pedersen is the youngest daughter of Sir Douglas and Lady Gladys Nichols and a member of the Victorian NAIDOC Committee. 
Following in her parents' footsteps, Artie Pam is a passionate activist for the rights and welfare of Aboriginal people. Among her many achievements, she was recently inducted into the Victorian Honour Roll of Women, just as her mother was ten years before. NAIDOC Week is very special to me because my parents were among the first people who started it. I have been involved for many, many years, Auntie Pam said. I look up to so many Aboriginal elders, my aunties and my mother, who was such a special lady. They have instilled in me my culture and given me the strength to get up and do what I'm doing now, to work for young Aboriginal people. To young women, I would say, don't give up. It doesn't matter what age you are. If you dream it, you can achieve it. That's my motto. Councillor Nicholas Francis Gilly, MBE, Deputy Chair of the Aboriginal City Portfolio, said NAIDOC Week invites us to reflect on the narrative of the ancient land where we live, work and play. As a council, we aim to celebrate Aboriginal language and culture in all we do, from place-naming strategies to public art and city-shaping development, Councillor Francis Gilly said. The more opportunities Melburnians have to understand, respect and connect with Aboriginal culture, the better, whether it be through a bush-tucker workshop, riverside storytelling or interaction with our service providers. I encourage everyone to get out and celebrate Aboriginal culture during NAIDOC Week and beyond. Victoria's NAIDOC Week festivities begin on Monday the 2nd of July with a flag-raising ceremony at Federation Square. Did you know, over the coming months, we will complete a digital mapping project of nearly 300 local places of Aboriginal cultural significance. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Aboriginal Melbourne. Accompanying photographs show statues of Sir Douglas and Lady Gladys Nichols in the Parliament Gardens and Auntie Pam Pedersen. Connect Respect People with lived experience of homelessness are helping businesses understand and engage with people sleeping rough through our award-winning Connect Respect program. When two city businesses approached us wanting to support, rather than displace, people experiencing homelessness around their premises, we began working with expert groups to harness this goodwill. Connect Respect aims to strike a balance between recognising the hardship that rough sleepers experience and the need to ensure public places are clean, safe and accessible for everyone. The program, which recently won an LG Pro Award for Excellence, is now our lead tool in responding to reports about the impact of rough sleeping on businesses. Vicky Vacondios, a Connect Respect trainer, became homeless with her three children after fleeing an abusive relationship. She spent nine years navigating the service system and now uses her experience to help others, including as a member of our Homelessness Advisory Committee. My experience gave me a passion to work with governments and not-for-profits to create change. No one wants to be homeless and no one sees it in their future. I never thought it would happen to me, Vicky said. Once you get labelled as homeless, you can become isolated and fall into a very dark place, 
It can be a real struggle to navigate the system, and many people develop mental health issues. People need to talk to other people, so don't be afraid to say hello to a person experiencing homelessness and ask them how they are. Sometimes if I'm buying a coffee, I'll ask a person if they'd like one too. You see the look of ease, comfort and relief on their faces. People are really thankful. Your simple conversation could even be what triggers something in somebody that sets them on a different path. Last year, more than 550 people took part in Connect Respect training, including Joe Caruso, team leader of visitor experience at Royal Botanic Gardens, Victoria. Her team was seeking guidance to engage with and support rough sleepers who they met in the gardens. Hearing from people who have lived experiences of homelessness was deeply profound, Joe said. We were reminded of the power of simple gestures, such as asking questions, rather than making assumptions about the needs of someone who is experiencing homelessness. And it's not only businesses that benefit from the training. Vicky also finds it uplifting. I love Connect Respect so much, and I have so much respect for all the businesses that get involved, Vicky said. I think it's really important we speak to as many people as possible to show them what it's really like to be homeless. Once you take the judgment away, there is a lot of empathy out there. There's nothing more empowering than seeing people gain knowledge. I believe we all have a purpose and a journey in life. This is mine. Connect Respect trainers are graduates of the Council to Homeless Persons Peer Education and Support Program. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash homelessness. How to donate. It is best to make donations of funds and goods through specialist homelessness agencies. When someone goes to these services for a meal, a shower, or to store their possessions, they also receive qualified support to find housing and get access to health services and counselling. This ongoing support can help people find paths out of homelessness. A list of relevant agencies is available on our website. Pathways Innovation Fund We are supporting new programs that make an enduring difference to homelessness through our Pathways Innovation Fund. Successful applicants will be announced in June. Delivered in partnership with the Lord Mayor's Charitable Foundation, the $1.2 million fund is part of our Pathways Innovation Package. The package includes a range of services, including outreach, safe nighttime spaces and Connect Respect. Street Count In June, a team of volunteers will complete a count and survey of people sleeping rough in Melbourne. We conduct street count every two years, but this will be the first joint count across the cities of Melbourne, Stonington, Port Phillip, Yarra and Maribyrnong over one night. Working together will help the councils make evidence-based decisions about long-term solutions to homelessness. Helping Out Booklet Our Helping Out Booklet is a guide to support services in Melbourne for people experiencing homelessness or those at risk. The comprehensive list of free and low-cost services includes accommodation, services for women and support for addictions. More than 70 organisations are listed, 
and the information is updated annually. A new edition is available now from service providers, the City of Melbourne and online. Accompanying photographs show Vicky Vacondias, who uses her lived experience of homelessness to support others, and Vicky with Joe Kenny, a fellow peer education and support program graduate. New Faces at the Market Discover something new at Melbourne's iconic Queen Victoria Market with the help of our friendly city ambassadors, now roving every market day. Unmissable in their distinctive red uniforms, the volunteers know Melbourne like no one else. So who better to help you explore the market's 650 small businesses and many vibrant events? Three generations of my family have always shopped at the Queen Victoria Market. It's a beautiful historical landmark, said Philomena Laminato, a dedicated city ambassador. When I've travelled, I appreciate it when someone can help me with the right direction or give me some local knowledge, so I love to be able to return that feeling for tourists and locals alike. It's a pleasure to be able to help them and maybe answer some questions about our beautiful city and what they would like to do. The reward is watching them walk away happy. Bringing city ambassadors to Queen Victoria Market is part of our ongoing commitment to supporting the market as a flourishing destination for traders, locals and visitors. From mid-year, we'll also have a new purpose-built visitor hub located at the market. Queen Victoria Market is open every Tuesday and Thursday to Sunday. Fast Facts Some city ambassadors have been volunteering for more than 20 years. Queen Victoria Market welcomes more than 10 million visitors per year. This year, the market turns 140 years old. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Queen Victoria Market. An accompanying photograph shows City Ambassador Filomeno Laminato. Events calendar. A few of our favourite things. Find more great events like this at whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au. 1st to the 10th of June. Melbourne International Jazz Festival. Discover jazz in all its forms at 26 venues across the city. From Hamer Hall to intimate clubs and laneways. Free events include a huge jam outside the State Library. Read more later in the bulletin. 8th to the 17th of June. Loan. Reconnect with your inner child through this unique performance installation created with children aged 8 to 11 at Arts House. Read more about this event later in the bulletin. 8th to the 17th of June. The Naked Self. Hear audio portraits of strangers who reveal the stories and secrets of their bodies in a gallery setting at Arts House. Audiences can choose to step into a private booth to undress and confess, contributing their own self-portrait to the archive. 9th to the 10th of June. Soulcraft. Love textile crafts? Dream about sewing, embroidery, knitting, natural dyeing or weaving? Connect with like-minded makers at Meat Market during this feast of talks, demonstrations, special guests, community projects, exhibitions and stalls. 12th to the 18th of June. Local Friends. 
Browse unique furniture and objects designed by young RMIT graduate and entrepreneur Dale Hardiman. The collection focuses on local materials and craftsmanship at Meat Market. 16th to the 17th of June, Truffle Melbourne. Experience the largest truffle festival weekend outside Europe at Queen Victoria Market. Try truffles, meet truffle dogs and watch cooking demonstrations by top chefs. 17th to the 23rd of June, Refugee Week. Celebrate the many and varied contributions that refugees and people seeking asylum have made to Melbourne at Deakin Edge and beyond. City of Melbourne stands, hashtag with refugees. 19th to the 29th of June, Emerging Writers Festival. Witness 200 emerging storytellers come together to discuss, debate and connect with audiences at programmed events across Melbourne. Read more later in the bulletin. 23rd of June, Melbourne Welsh Male Choir. See acclaimed bass baritone Teddy Tahu Rhodes perform favourite Welsh songs and much-loved numbers from stage and screen with the 50-strong choir at Melbourne Recital Centre. 23rd of June, Sound School. Build your own synth at Signal. The Atari Punk console is a fun way to start generating your own weird electronic noises with no soldering required. Queer, non-binary and women musicians and musos-to-be are especially welcome for 13 to 25-year-olds. 27th of June to the 30th of June, Carrion. Discover a shape-shifting, post-human spectre in this dreamlike and dancely solo performance by Justin Shoulder at Arts House. 29th of June to the 15th of July, Precarious. Help Circus Oz celebrate 40 years of extraordinary shows when their new production premieres in the Royal Botanic Gardens. Read more later in the bulletin. 8th to the 15th of July, NAIDOC Week. Celebrate the invaluable contributions that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander women have made and continue to make to our communities, our families, our rich history and to our nation. This year's theme is Because of Her, We Can. Find events at Federation Square and beyond. 14th to the 15th of July. All That We Are. Get creative with the whole family at Art Play these school holidays, making sculptures from fallen branches and plaster bandages. The finished sculptures will be part of a temporary art installation, suitable for children aged 6 to 12. 28th to the 29th of July, Open House Melbourne Weekend. Explore the unique architecture of our city as 200 buildings, homes and venues open their doors. Tours are free, but some require bookings. Check out the details online. 28th to the 29th of July, Ping Pong Wow. Kids are invited to enjoy artful play with oodles of ping pong balls and PVC piping, led by alumni of Art Play's New Ideas Lab. Ping Pong Wow is designed for three to eight-year-olds, but accessible for all ages. Find the fun at Art Play. Until the 11th of August, we protest.
Explore the rude history of street protest in Melbourne through this exhibition at City Gallery, curated by Malcolm McKinnon. Read more later in the bulletin. Until the 26th of August, Vikings, Beyond the Legend. Do you think of Vikings as pillaging, plundering pagans in horned helmets? This exhibition at Melbourne Museum challenges these stereotypes. Rare treasures on show include ancient Viking swords, the stunning remains of a Viking longship, and one of the finest Thor's hammer pendants ever found. Visit Melbourne Magazine online to read our interview with exhibition conservator Karen Fisher. Magazine.vic.gov.au Sports. Until the 28th of August, AFL Sunday Funday. Bring kids under 15 to the MCG or Etihad Stadium for free on Sundays to watch some of the most exciting games of the season and enjoy plenty of fun activities. Kids must be accompanied by an adult or guardian. Until the 29th of August, Winter Touch Football. Head for Princess Park on Wednesday nights to enjoy this popular sport. Games cater for social players, with team and individual registrations welcome. Subscribe to our weekly What's On newsletter at whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash subscribe. Art on the Wild Side Discover jazz in the laneways, circus in the gardens and literature around every corner in our city this winter. As a city of culture, we proudly nurture our community's exceptional creativity through our Triennial Arts Grants Programme, providing ongoing funding to major and emerging arts organisations. Jennifer Kerr, CEO of the Melbourne International Jazz Festival, said three-year funding allows the festival to secure major international artists and nurture Australian talent. The funding means we can take artistic risks, present a range of experiences for the hardcore jazz fan and the curious first-timer, and to activate a range of great venues throughout the city, Jennifer said. Most importantly, it means that nearly 50% of our program in the City of Melbourne is free. This year's free program includes the Jazz Massive Jam on the Lawn of the State Library, free lunchtime concerts, sound walks through the central city and a gospel choir in Southern Cross Lane. I'm all for bringing jazz out of the clubs and into the streets and giving people the chance to experience jazz in different ways, Jennifer said. Supporting the arts not only enhances Melbourne's cultural identity, but also stimulates our economy and creates a lively city experience for locals and visitors alike. And few events are livelier than the spectacular acrobatics and physical comedy offered by Circus Oz, an Australian institution now in its 40th year. Lou Oppenheim, General Manager of Circus Oz, said the troupe's new show, Precarious, will be staged in a brand new location. Look out for the big top in the Royal Botanic Gardens these school holidays. Circus Oz is proud to be part of the cultural landscape in Melbourne and we are always delighted to find new partners in our hometown who share our dreams and aspirations, Lou said. This new opportunity will give our audiences the chance to explore a beautiful part of our city and take in a contemporary circus show, making for a joyful day out with family and friends.
The City of Melbourne has been a long-standing partner and friend of Circus Oz, and we have valued their support in reaching audiences of all ages. In a world of ever-evolving creative mediums, the Triennial Arts Grants Program also aims to support the ongoing development of our artistic community. Izzy Roberts Orr, Artistic Director of the Emerging Writers Festival, said the festival sees more than 300 featured artists and 12,000 audience members descend on Melbourne. The Emerging Writers Festival welcomes storytellers working in every discipline, from books to zines, filmmaking and spoken word. We're now in our 15th year, Izzy said. 90% of our attendees are practising writers, and most of the rest are industry folks, so it's a very concentrated environment of interactive industry conversations. The packed program features writing workshops scheduled around working hours, intensive workshops for playwrights at Melbourne Theatre Company, and a focus on electronic literature. Grant funding is core to the inclusivity and diversity of our programming, Izzy said. We create spaces that can help all storytellers establish their careers, including First Nations writers, writers with a disability, women and non-binary writers, and the full spectrum of queer voices. The festival is a temporary thing, but the threads it creates are far more wide-reaching and support people to make great art into the future. Melbourne International Jazz Festival, 1st to the 10th of June. Emerging Writers Festival, 19th to the 29th of June. Circus Oz, Precarious, 29th of June to the 15th of July. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash triennial arts. There are three photographs which accompany this article. The photo captions are... Expect live music, physical comedy and spectacular acrobatics in Precarious by Circus Oz. Be inspired by Melbourne International Jazz Festival's free Close Encounters series featuring Ravid Kahalani. Celebrate diverse storytellers during the Emerging Writers Festival. Child's Eye View Reconnect with your inner child when the world premiere of Lone is presented at Arts House this June. Created by a group of children aged 8 to 11, the performance installation explores their perspective on safety, privacy, authority and the adult gaze. Lone is a creative collaboration between Emma Valenti and Kate Davis from experimental theatre group The Rabble and St Martin's. Being alone as a child can be wondrous, imaginative, scary and exciting. Lone tries to recapture this feeling, Emma said. It is designed as a contemplative space, a place where adults are given space to be alone, away from distraction and stress. In this space, a child will invite an audience member to reflect and reimagine their own lives, childhood and their relationship to being alone. We hope the experience is beautiful, melancholic, contemplative and joyful. Lone runs from the 8th to the 17th of June. This project was developed through the Arts House Culture Lab program. St Martin's also received funding through our Arts Grant program. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash arts house.
Mission boosts local economy. Local businesses are forging new global partnerships and investment following our business mission to Japan and China in March. An impressive group of delegates took part in the mission, which showcased Melbourne's world leading capabilities in health and life sciences, startups and innovation, sustainable urban design, and general aviation. Over 10 days, we showcased 18 local businesses. And hosted more than 300 business matching sessions, said Councillor Kevin Louie, who led the mission. The mission is one of the ways we're helping businesses, including startups, grow and go global. Through forging strong international connections over several years, we have also created a new Jiangsu Victoria business incubator right here in Melbourne, adding global reach to our innovation ecosystem. Anna Berkey, Head of Start Space at the State Library was one of the mission delegates. Opening in 18 months, Start Space will offer early stage entrepreneurs a free, dedicated workspace with development programs to help them make their ideas a reality. The connections that we made on the business mission were so valuable, and I loved the strong focus on urban design and innovation, Anna said. I think the mission was just the start of some really long term partnerships for individual delegates and our city as a whole. More than two million people visit the State Library each year. Many speak languages other than English, and contrary to popular belief, 80% of library users are under 35. Start Space is a key part of major redevelopment works at the library and aims to capitalise on the diversity of its community. The world is changing incredibly fast. Many traditional jobs are going to disappear, and two thirds of young people report wanting to be self employed, Anna said. Start Space will support people with the inkling of a good business idea and give them the confidence to enter the startup economy. I'm particularly interested in how we can help women who have children find the time and space to set up businesses. And how we can help creative entrepreneurs harness technology and e commerce. Through the unique insights and connections she gained on the business mission, Anna hopes to help promising startups shine on the world stage. By planting the seeds and developing relationships now, when start space entrepreneurs are ready to expand their businesses into overseas markets, we can send them in the right direction. Sister City Milestones. This year we celebrate 40 years of our sister city relationship with Osaka. During the mission, we also unveiled a plaque honouring a sister street relationship between Mirosuji and Swanston Streets. It is also 20 years since we opened the Melbourne office Jianjin, the only Australian local government business office in China. The office has since facilitated many business, cultural, educational, and civic exchanges. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash melb mission. Winter sparkles in Docklands. Rug up and bring the whole family to Docklands this winter to bask in the glow of the Firelight Festival. Inspired by the traditions of the winter solstice, The festival's vibrant opening weekend will see all sides of Victoria Harbour buzzing with roving performers, fireside storytelling, warming foods, music, and fireworks. 
One of the most spectacular sights will be three huge wooden sculptures burning on the water. Local artist Christian Patton spent three months expertly designing and fabricating the sculptures, which each weigh around 500 kilograms. We start with a simple steel frame and then use 100% recycled timber from pallets and crates, Christian said. I'm quite passionate about the use of recycled materials in art. To put it simply, recycling adds beauty. For the design of the sculptures, we try to use archetypal themes that are easy for everybody to relate to, and we just want to create a spectacle in the safest possible way. It takes a truly cosmopolitan attitude to take this art form from where it began in remote locations and bring it to the city. Amsterdam, Berlin and San Francisco also have art burns. Following the great popularity of last year's inaugural Firelight Festival, Jill Minervini has returned as creative director to lead an expanded event. Local businesses will also get in on the action, offering special events and progressive dinners with wintry wood-smoked flavours. Fast Facts The Firelight Festival's vibrant opening weekend runs from the 29th of June to the 1st of July, from 5pm to 10pm. Find the fun around Victoria Harbour on New Quay Promenade, Victoria Harbour Promenade and Harbour Esplanade. A feast of festival events will then continue until the 31st of July. We recommend travelling by public transport. For more information, visit whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash winter. Festival Highlights Speakeasy Series Delight your senses over four nights of 1930s-inspired revelry at late-night haunts in Docklands, featuring tapas, cocktails, musicians and speakers. Dining at Docklands Foodies, it's time for wintry feasts of epic proportions. Explore top Docklands venues for wood-fired pizza, mulled wine, a meat-curing workshop and more. Storytelling at Bullock Park Enjoy fireside storytelling for the whole family while tucking into delectable treats from your customised picnic hamper. Long dinners. Celebrate the solstice over two evenings of extravagant merriment featuring indulgent long table dinners and fire twirlers. The Women Who Shaped Melbourne Discover 27 surprising stories of women who helped shape Melbourne thanks to a recent research project. We asked the Victorian Women's Trust to complete this project, which will help us honour the legacy of our city's notable women and men in more equal measure. Maria Chitkuti oversaw the research. It's a particularly important element of creating lasting gender equality to show that throughout history women have always been shaping our city, Maria said. I found Molly Dyer, AM, who achieved so much for Indigenous children's welfare, a real inspiration. I think we can all feel like a small cog in a big wheel, but her legacy reminds me that big things can be achieved with enough compassion, dedication and vision. We will use the stories gathered through this project to help name future streets and laneways and to influence public art. I'd love to see more women on the public record in our street names and public spaces, 
rather than buried in footnotes in dusty bowels of libraries or lost to history altogether, Maria said. There were many women innovators, mavericks and pioneers that paved the way for our communities and brought about real lasting impact. The stories have been compiled into a booklet available for download on the Victorian Women's Trust website. For more information, visit vwt.org.au forward slash women hyphen in hyphen the hyphen life hyphen of hyphen the hyphen city. An accompanying photograph shows members of the Australian Women's Army Service marching through the city in 1942. Happy birthday, Amina. Much-loved Melbournean Amina Ajayalu recently celebrated her 100th birthday at Kathleen Syme Library and Community Centre in Carlton. Born in a small Russian village, Amina spent many years travelling through Europe trying to escape the war, before migrating to Australia in 1950. Here, Amina raised six children and ran a milk bar for more than 30 years. She is now a grandmother and great-grandmother and enjoys an active life among family and friends. A lover of reading, writing, poetry and history, Amina has attended an activity group now located at Kathleen Syme for more than 15 years. The group was delighted to honour her birthday with cake, handmade decorations and a special poetry reading. The historic Kathleen Syme Library and Community Centre features books in numerous languages, a recording studio, social enterprise cafe, community activity spaces and much more. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Kathleen Syme. An accompanying photograph shows Amina enjoying a special celebration at Kathleen Syme. Beyond the Bookshelf Did you know you can record a podcast, borrow e-books and watch movies for free with your library card? Our libraries are vibrant community spaces where you can access so much more than books in person and online. Better yet, membership is free for all Victorians. We have branches in the Central City, East Melbourne, Carlton, Docklands, North Melbourne and Southbank, and lots of resources online, so it's easy to explore what our libraries offer. Here are the top 10 surprising things you can do with a library card. 1. Record your next hit. Record a song or podcast in one of our recording studios, equipped with cutting-edge software and equipment. 2. Borrow e-books and audiobooks. Immerse yourself in stories through our huge collection of e-books, audiobooks, magazines and newspapers. 3. Binge on movies and music. Stream music, documentaries and arthouse films online or borrow some CDs, DVDs or Blu-rays. 4. Chill out with a game. Play the latest games on our dedicated gaming computers or borrow some to take home. 5. Find your family. Be a history detective through our online heritage database. 6. Upskill at home. Study or refine a skill through free and unlimited access to courses on lynda.com. 7. Join a book club. Discover literary gems in a friendly environment or tune into our podcasts for book tips on the go.
8. Learn to code. Come along to one of our technology workshops. 9. Get creative with technology. Try 3D printing, robotics and electronics activities for all ages in our makerspace. 10. Find space to create. Pursue your passion in a music practice room, arts and craft room or performance space. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash libraries. Your Say I enjoy that the book club is curated and directed, as opposed to casual and meandering. The venue itself is more than a library. It's on my block and I pass it about 20 times a day. I duck in for the gallery openings, piano recitals, talks and sometimes even to borrow books. The staff members are also superb. Eugenie The makerspace engages people from every discipline. It provides you with state-of-the-art facilities and services, from the very friendly staff to the latest in software and gadgetries. Chima I love the e-book options for members, along with access to five canopy titles online per month. I also enjoy interacting with others in my community. I've always been interested in what others are reading, as I like to be introduced to new, unknown authors. Maha We have our Hotham History Project meetings at the North Melbourne Library, and the collection is very good for discovering local history. The librarians are also a font of knowledge and very helpful. Ray Accompanying photos show Eugenie, who's a keen library user, and children getting creative with technology in the makerspace. We protest at City Gallery. Explore the creativity behind street protests, from placards to performance art in We Protest, a new exhibition at City Gallery. We spoke to artist and filmmaker Malcolm McKinnon, who curated the collection. How would you describe the nature of street protest in Melbourne? Street protest has always enlivened this city, and it remains a vital aspect of civic life. Melbourne's streets, squares and gardens are, to a large degree, open to any of us with a barrow to push, a placard to wave or a slogan to shout. Trade unionists, Aboriginal activists, political and religious zealots, suffragettes, feminists, ethnic minorities, gay rights activists, farmers, vegans, taxi drivers and trucking contractors all have been compelled to take to the streets. Why does street protest interest you and why is it important? Street protest is an important part of the perpetual fight for justice on a whole range of fronts. To take to the streets in public protest is nearly always to give voice to a profound moral concern. So we might also take the view that protesters in some way constitute our better altruistic selves. There's also an important dimension of street protest that is simply good fun. In this regard, I'm especially partial to the homemade banner with an ironic or comic proclamation, often making fun of authority. Where in Melbourne have been the key sites of street protest? Melbourne was originally designed without a city square to deliberately discourage political rallies. Despite this, people have always found places to rally, including Speaker's Corner at Birrarung Ma, Treasury Gardens, Parliament House, 
the State Library and, of course, more recently, Federation Square. In this way, street protest is one way of mapping the changing social geography of the city. What can people see and experience at the exhibition? The exhibition features a terrific range of archival material, including photographs and flyers going back a hundred years to mass rallies staged against the proposed introduction of conscription in 1916 and 1917. There's also a short film featuring interviews with activists from different eras, reflecting on their experiences and motivations. I think the exhibition provides a really interesting frame for looking at the social and political history of the city. We Protest runs until the 11th of August. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash city gallery. An accompanying photograph shows a demonstrator making a statement at City Square in 1976, a year after the sacking of the Whitlam government. In brief. Welcome Dinner Project. Attend or host a welcome dinner in your neighbourhood and be touched and entertained by stories of life, love and change from people from diverse backgrounds. We proudly support the Welcome Dinner Project to help migrants, international students, asylum seekers and refugees connect to the wider community. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Welcome Dinner Project Small Business Grants Want $30,000 to start or expand your small business or to extend it into international markets? Small business grant applications are open from the 9th of July to the 6th of August. Since 2006, our support of small businesses and social enterprise has helped generate $70.9 million in turnover and more than 900 new jobs. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash small business grants Melbourne Music Plan Did you know we have more live music venues per capita than any other major global city? In fact, the industry is worth $1 billion. Our ambitious new music plan outlines how we will study heritage music venues, grow music startups, and continue to support local musicians over the next three years. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash music Signal Screen Commissions Signal seeks submissions from young artists aged 16 to 25 to produce projection works that combine art and technology in weird and wonderful ways. The five successful applicants will receive technical and creative support. Apply from the 29th of June to the 13th of July. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash signal Your Council. The Right Honourable Lord Mayor Sally Cap. Phone 9658 9658. Email lordmayor at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Deputy Lord Mayor Aaron Wood. Portfolio Chair, Finance and Governance. Phone 9658 9658. Email aaron.wood, that's spelled A R R O N dot W O D at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Nicholas Francis Gilly, MBE Portfolio Chair, Transport Phone 9658 9038 Email 
Nicholas dot Francis Gilly, that's spelled N I C O L A S dot F R A N C E S G I L L E Y at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Rohan Leppert, Portfolio Chair, Arts, Culture and Heritage, phone 9658 9051. Email rohan.leppert, that's spelt R-O-H-A-N dot L-E-P-P-E-R-T, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Philip Lilu, Portfolio Chair, International Engagement, phone 9658-9630. Email philip.lilu, that's spelt P-H-I-L-I-P dot L-E-L-I-U, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Kevin Louie, Portfolio Chair, Prosperous City, phone 9658-9170. Email kevin.louie, that's spelled K-E-V-I-N-L-O-U-E-Y, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Cathy Oak, Portfolio Chair, Environment, phone 9658-9086. Email kathy.oak, that's spelled C-A-T-H-Y dot O-K-E, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Nicholas Rees, Portfolio Chair Planning, phone 96589704. Email nicholas.rees, that's spelled N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S dot R-E-E-C-E, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Susan Riley, Portfolio Chair, Small Business, Retail and Hospitality, phone 9658-9636. Email susan.riley, that's spelled S-U-S-A-N dot R-I-L-E-Y, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Beverly Pinder, Portfolio Chair, People City, phone 9658-9056. Email beverly.pinder, that's spelt B-E-V-E-R-L-E-Y dot P-I-N-D-E-R, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Jackie Watts, Portfolio Chair, Knowledge City, phone 9658-8580. Email jackie.watts, that's spelt J-A-C-K-I-E dot W-A-T-T-S, at melbourne.vic.gov.au Postal address for all councillors City of Melbourne GPO Box 1603 Melbourne, Victoria 3001 Fax for all councillors 03-9658-9613 Council meetings June Future Melbourne Committee Tuesday the 5th of June 5.30pm Future Melbourne Committee, Thursday the 21st of June, 5.30pm. Council, Tuesday the 26th of June, 5.30pm. July. Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday the 3rd of July, 5.30pm. Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday the 17th of July, 5.30pm. Council, Tuesday the 31st of July, 5.30pm. All committee meetings are held in Council Meeting Room. Level 2, Melbourne Town Hall, Swanston Street, Melbourne. All council meetings are held in Council Chamber, Public Gallery, Level 3, Melbourne Town Hall, Swanston Street, Melbourne.
On occasion, council meetings are rescheduled or special meetings of the committees and council are called. For upcoming council and committee meeting dates and times, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au. Changes to the meeting schedule are published at melbourne.vic.gov.au and on the notice board at the front of the Melbourne Town Hall Administration Building. Lord Mayor's Commendations Paul Cook, Heartland Records One man's passion for vinyl has made Heartland Records in North Melbourne a music lover's haven for more than 25 years. Paul Cook was once a chef with a record-collecting habit. After being retrenched, he decided to pursue his love of music full-time and opened a record store with a friend in 1992. We started from scratch after going to look at an office and finding an empty store in Peel Street opposite Queen Victoria Market, Paul said. Heartland remained at that location for 20 years before relocating to our current location in Victoria Street, North Melbourne. After a year, Paul's friend decided the business wasn't for him and Paul has remained the sole owner ever since. Heartland Records stocks an extensive range of genres, spanning new release and deep back catalogue titles. Paul and his staff are always on hand for a chat. We try to go the extra mile for people, and as a collector myself, I have some understanding of what people expect from a record store, Paul said. It's difficult to cover so many genres, but we do a pretty good job, so you are likely to always find something. Despite the explosion of digital music downloads, records are growing in popularity. Vinyl sales are bigger than ever right now and still going up. Not sure how long this will continue, but it's a good thing regardless, Paul said. I think there will be a rise in limited edition pressings in the future, once the record companies have finished repressing everything and need new ideas. After many years in business, Paul attributes his success to hard work, constant improvement and a stubborn refusal to ever give up. I've always had good people around me, which is a big help, and a certain amount of good luck too. But hey, you make your own luck really, Paul said. If you're thinking of starting out on your own, then believe in yourself and your idea, but also listen to other people as you can learn a lot and perhaps save yourself a lot of anguish too. Paul was recently honoured in the Lord Mayor's Commendations, which celebrate the long-term commitment of small business proprietors. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash commendations. Contact City of Melbourne 03 9658-9658, 7.30am to 6pm melbourne.vic.gov.au melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash contact us. National Relay Service. Teletypewriter, TTY users, phone 133677. Then ask for 03-9658-9658. Speak and listen users, phone 1300 727. Then ask for 03-9658-9658. In person? Melbourne Town Hall Administration Building, 120 Swanston Street, Melbourne, 7.30am to 5pm, Monday to Friday. Postal Address, City of Melbourne, 
GPO Box 1603, Melbourne, Victoria 3000. Connect Facebook.com forward slash City of Melbourne, Twitter.com forward slash City of Melbourne, Instagram.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Feedback To provide feedback, contact the City of Melbourne or email melbournemag at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Online version. Subscribe to the online version at melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash melbournemag. Audio version. To request an audio recording of Melbourne Magazine, please contact Vision Australia on print access at visionaustralia.org or phone 02 3524. Interpreter services. We cater for people of all backgrounds. Please call 03 9280 0726. Cantonese 03 9280 0717. Indonesian 03 9280 Disclaimer. Information and events in this publication are current at the time of printing. Subsequent changes may occur. City of Melbourne does not guarantee that this publication is without flaw or wholly appropriate for your purposes. It and its employees expressly disclaim any liability for any loss or damage, whether direct or consequential, suffered by any person as the result of or arising from reliance on any information contained in the publication. Copyright. All applicable copyrights reserved for City of Melbourne. Except for any uses permitted under the Copyright Act 1968, Commonwealth, no part of this publication may be reproduced in any manner or in any medium, whether electronic or otherwise, without the express permission of City of Melbourne. You have been listening to Melbourne Magazine, June-July 2018, your City of Melbourne magazine. This production has been made possible by the City of Melbourne in the interests of information accessibility. This audio version has been produced by Vision Australia. Website www.visionaustralia.org Care has been taken in the recording of this publication, but Vision Australia does not accept responsibility for the results of specific action taken on the basis of this recording, nor for any error or omission. This recording is copyright. No unauthorised copying, broadcasting or public performance is permitted. Your narrator was David Tredinick. This concludes the recording.